Hey everybody and welcome to In This Economy. My name is Matt and I'm here with Sam as usual. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing all right, Maddie. I'm excited to be here. I am licking my wounds. Um, I'm ready to get this bread, but right now it's feeling like I'm picking up crumbs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I feel the exact same way for a slightly different reason, even though the Super Bowl was a rough one for me. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for being here. And for those who are new to the pod, please follow us on Twitter at EconomyPod and send us an email at InThisEconomyPod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars. Yes, absolutely. And for those who are new, you know, we like to brand the show as Barstool Sports meets CNBC. So that's the kind of flavor we go for. And for those who didn't catch our last episode, we went into major detail on the Super Bowl. So we're going to talk about that, do a bit of a recap. We're also going to recap the Iowa caucus. And those results finally came out. And I am disappointed, but we'll talk about that. I'm going to go through some option stuff also to give everybody kind of an introduction to the whole field, and uh, we'll go from there. How does that sound, big guy? Sounds exciting. It sounds like it'll get our mind off of what happened in the last week, <laughs> and I think that it's like a healing process for us. It's, yeah, we just got to talk it out, right? This is yeah. more of a therapy session. Yeah, right this is a therapy session. I hope it's a therapy session for all of you people. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 49ers, you know, we... Uh, we really, we had our fingers crossed. Things were looking really good. Man, and with then... seven minutes left, we had the game. Oh. <laughs> Come on, seven minutes left. Uh, it was a rough one, but hey, congratulations to um, all the people of Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> all right. the people of Missouri. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, congratulations to Chiefs fans. You know, they're, they're a fun team. They're good to watch. Congratulations to Andy Reid, who by all accounts is a great dude and again looks like a walrus. <laughs> Um, so congratulations to them and everyone celebrating that win. And, you know, to the Niners fans, we've had an embarrassment of riches for a very long time. Maybe not as Niners fans, but as Bay Area sports fans. Yeah. And just to be in the, in the championship is great. And hopefully next year we'll, uh, we'll win it. But for those who paid attention last week, we did go over some prop bets and we had... We had a lot on the line. A Chipotle burrito was on the line. One um, of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's the best for uh, casual American Mexican food. And high high calorie intake, which is something I've lately been committed to. Yeah, Matt's all about those gains. So for those who listened last week, it was a competition of prop bets guessing between uh, Matt, my wife Casey, and myself, and... To the victor go the spoils of the burrito. Matthew, congratulations on your thank you. Chipotle burrito. Thank you. I want to thank the fans of the show who were there with me all through it. But uh, yeah, I look forward to our little dinner date, buddy, where you um, purchase the entire meal. Oh, it's going to be hot. And uh, for, let the record show that Matt beat me by one bet. Uh, you hate a... to see it. But you Just know, to drive the wedge in a little bit, right? Yeah, but hey, a uh, a bet's a bet. Congratulations, pal! And yeah. uh, that I guess added a little more insult to injury. But speaking of food, did you guys know that Super Bowl Sunday is the second largest food consumption day of the year Pretty in America insane. behind Thanksgiving? Yeah, I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, so sixty percent of delivery ordered during the Super Bowl is pizza. Wow. Which we actually did not have at our at our party. We didn't no. eat it. We had uh, we had some other things. 
Uh, we had 28 million pounds of chips are consumed during the Super Bowl Sunday. 1.25 billion chicken wings and 8 pounds of guacamole. Wow. Uh, six pounds of those were actually at my house on Sunday. So <laughs> 2 million for the rest of America. Yeah. Uh, that got me thinking from those numbers. Maddie, what are your three, your top three favorite Super Bowl Sunday foods? So, so for me, for those who don't know, I'm a big chips guy. Really have a have a problem with it. I don't like to talk about it because it's such a problem for me. But I gotta put chips up there. Second Anyone one in particular? Any honorable mention for you in the chip game? Well, I'm a big. You know, for those who don't know, I'm Canadian, and uh, I do have a soft spot for Canada out there. And um, the all dressed chips are a delicious flavor, so I love those. But really, for for Super Bowl Sunday, it's really the chips and salsa. So the the tortilla chips in okay. that way. Um, next, I would go chicken wings, but you know, your wife on the weekend made a ridiculously delicious pigs in a blanket meal, so that's got to be on there as well. So shout out to her for that. So that's your top three right there. That's it, man. That's it. That's a good top three. I am also gonna throw uh, my number one spot is actually pigs in a blanket. Oh. I love them. I love pigs in a blanket. I think it's the ultimate finger food. You got your proteins, you got your fat, you got your carbs. It's well balanced. You yeah. know, it fits your macros. <laughs> yeah, right in the food pyramid. <laughs> yeah, right in the food pyramid. Uh, then I'm actually going to go chicken wings as mm. my number two. I'm very particular about chicken wings. They have to be delicious. They have to be good. <laughs> sure. A lot of chicken wings are pure trash. Yeah. Um, so Store-bought is none of the Yeah, and none of the oven crap. Oh, yeah. Grilled, deep fried, or air fried? Air fried, yeah. Yeah, those are the only three options. I guess smoked works too. Um, so those are those are the four options. If you're not doing any of those four, I don't want them. Uh, and then in my number three spot, I am going to give it to – man, I hate that we have basically the same ones. Did you, just different. you say chips? Man, I was going to say <laughs> chips and guac. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I mean, like, I can't throw pizza in there. I can't in good conscience do it. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go chips and guacamole. Um, I'll tell you guys what. I really want to know what our fans and listeners think is their number one Super Bowl food. So for the first 10 people that hit us up via email or Twitter and tell us their favorite Super Bowl food, I'm going to give you a free under dollar stock tip whoa whoa yeah man nobody's doing that nobody's giving giving their fans what they want like right. that man, that's great i'm i'm excited about that i wish i didn't already give you my top one so i could play yeah it's all right man I, i'll still give you that tip but hey um you know so, i want to say before we move off of uh football is there anything in like the postseason that you pay attention to in particular you know like who's going where i was hearing some rumors about tom brady but should we even pay attention it's so early man i wouldn't really pay attention to uh to any of it until like june mm. <laughs> until well the draft is in may so okay. after may maybe start paying attention but really nothing of note really happens until after the the draft so you got a little while i know the xfl starts on saturday oh, okay um that's gonna be great for all you degenerate betters out there <laughs> i'm gonna have to get a feel for the xfl game before i could give any uh solicited <laughs> bets but keep an eye out for that i think that could help us 
merge a little bit more betting into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, really we got to we got to look at new ways of uh making some money, right? Yeah, you know, we're always looking for ways to uh get our beaks wet and um reasons to high five and be excited and yeah. and make money. Yeah. And frankly, politics season <sighs> just started. We uh we got some final results for the Iowa caucus. And by the way, I don't think I've ever experienced such a worst-run caucus. The results were supposed to come out on Monday night, and we finally got, I think, an like, unofficial final tally on Wednesday night. That's the 5th of February. So where we're looking at right now is Pete Buttigieg coming in at number one. No with... one saw that coming. <laughs> no one. No. So I'll tell everybody, I, uh, I tweeted on Monday that I was betting no on Buttigieg for 13 cents, and I lost almost my entire bet. Man, uh, I think I think I speak for everyone when I say that it was a disappointing caucus. All our lady listeners know what they're talking about. There was a big buildup for this caucus. It was supposed to be great. It was supposed to be uh, exciting. We thought we were gonna get what we were what we were expecting, but oh man, it was a. Some might say it. It fell short. Oh, the caucus fell short. So yeah. It, honestly, it did for me purely from a financial standpoint. But uh, yeah, so Buddha Judge ended up taking it. I think he's going to have it, even though I gotta say I am very skeptical at the shenanigans that have gone on between Monday and now. I don't have any evidence to back that up, but it seems very strange that they did all of these recounts and a lot of like questionable things that went along with this. It's all from so, an app, right? Like <laughs> this new app really yeah. just confused the hell out of the Iowans. Yeah, and it's a lot of smoke and mirrors because, you know, I don't know exactly how the whole process is run, but I'm just going to go through all the rankings here. So Bernie Sanders ended up coming in second place with 25.7% of the vote and 533 uh, delegates. Warren came in with 18.3% and Biden a very disappointing 15.8%. Bernie was the front runner. Yeah. Yeah, and Biden was in second place. So I thought, yeah. yeah. And he was an unequivocal loser in this race, I think. Man, he very he, much disappointed. He had to get the votes from everyone else that was out because he didn't even pass the first round. Right, yeah. That's crazy. Biden, former Vice President yeah. Biden. Well, I think people see him up there. He's shaky. He definitely has that old man vibe. Not to say that Sanders is any kind of cock of the walk, as it were, <laughs> but, you know, Biden definitely shows it, whereas Bernie... He's got kind of a different message, and he's definitely not as, you know, stumbling over his words, as it were, up there. So I think the Democratic Party needs to get it together, stat, if they want any chance of uh, taking on Trump in 2020. Because right now, it's looking like another four years of the Cheeto Man. Yeah, which you love to see. Well, not all and, of us. Uh, New Hampshire <laughs> is coming up uh, next week. I think it's the 10th or 11th of February, so be sure to watch out for that. I'm going to give my picks on Twitter, but... At this point, I, I might be radioactive, so definitely don't necessarily follow what I say. But definitely I, uh, follow what he says and follow it at EconomyPod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, follow what I say. Don't necessarily put your money there. But yeah, very, very disappointing first bet. But there's a lot of these primaries and caucuses going on, so I'm going to be involved in all of them. Maddie, why don't you let us know about options? Because we're all sick of our political options. Let's make some real money. Yeah, so I thought a lot about how I should deliver this kind of content. Because options trading, while it's very exciting, uh, the material behind it is actually quite dry. 
So I'm going to present kind of the basics. We're going to see what your guys' feedback is. Let me know what you think of it and what you want more of. And then maybe in a follow-up episode, we'll do like a options trading beginner two. We might even uh, put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, and I'm going to give some ideas on strategies that you can actually employ like today. But before you do any of that, you do need to get approval from your broker. So there's different levels of trading approval that you can get from your broker. And you have to look at, look at the settings because each broker is kind of different. Oftentimes, they'll require you to do some kind of like test. So you know basics about options trading and the stock market in general. But they also have a financial requirement. Sometimes it's just like $2,000 or $5,000. So make sure you have that and you request that approval before you try any of this. The second thing is that before you do any of these strategies with real money, you should do at least six months of paper trading. Yikes. That means open up a broker. You know, I think TD Ameritrade is a really nice one where all it is is paper trading. They give you $100,000 in money and you can use their entire platform to do all sorts of strategies that you want. And the reason for this is that you can practice and really get a good handle on the dynamics of options as the market goes up and down so that you don't lose all your money getting too excited with the bet that you make. Maddie, can you do options trading on the app Robinhood? You can. It's actually been uh, allowed now for just over a year, I think, and the app's not bad. There's definitely better platforms for it and other platforms that make it much easier to see what you're doing. Robinhood, while they try to make it pretty easy for beginners, they still kind of lack in the basic support that you get from a full-fledged broker. So, you know, for those who want to do it on the cheap, I would definitely say you could start with Robinhood, but they don't have a paper trading option. So I really, really recommend that people do the thinkorswim from TD Ameritrade and just start there. And for uh, those of you who do not know what Robinhood app is, it's an app that is a free trading app. And if you guys want a free stock and do not have Robinhood yet, go ahead and either send us an email or tweet at us and we will get you a Robinhood code that will give you a free stock. There you go. Yeah, Robinhood is great because it is free. So let's get to the, the real crux of options. And in this market, it is a market. It's a derivatives market. So what that means is the value of an option is derived from the underlying. And the underlying just means what the stock it represents. So it's an option of Apple, say, it means that the underlying would be Apple equity stock. So as we talk about different metrics to evaluate options, we're often going to talk about what the underlying does. So that's all that means. Now, the other concept you need to know is that every single options contract has a buyer and a seller, and each one of those contracts represents 100 shares. So when you're looking at an options chain, and you can go on Yahoo Finance right now and just look at it, every one of those prices that's listed there, you have to pay 100 times that to represent the actual value that you'll need to pay to buy or sell that contract. Does that make sense? That does. I think we should use an example. Like, let's go on Yahoo Finance right now and see what, for example, an Apple option would be. Sure. So I have one. Basically, the January 15th, 2021 call option. And I was going to get into this, and maybe I'll explain it now, but the, the derivative nature of options are such that you have to decide when the option expires and at what strike price. So I'll explain that a little bit later, but that's how the value is kind of determined. 
Now, the January 15th, 2021 call option of Apple is valued at $35 right now. So if you wanted to purchase that option, you'd have to pay $3,500, and then that would then be in your brokerage account, and it'll fluctuate based off of the underlying's price, in that case, Apple's price. So that's really one of the real benefits of options trading is that you basically get control of 100 shares of Apple without having to pay the full equity price of 100 shares. And what I mean by that is that instead of paying the $3,500 for that one options contract, you would need to pay $32,000 for the control of 100 shares of equity if you were to just buy it on the normal market. So this leverage that options provide is unique and a real advantage. So that's kind of the basics around it. Now, there's call options as well as put options. And really, the contract that's laid out here is as follows. So for a call option, if you are to buy that call option, that Apple option, it gives the buyer the right but not the obligation to buy 100 shares of the underlying at whatever strike price that you decide by whatever date that you decide in the expiry date. So I'm being very vague because options chains have multiple different expiry dates and multiple different strike prices that you can actually go through and decide which one you want to pick. So let's use our example of the $35 or the $3,500 all in. Yeah. This option in particular is at the money. It's a January 15th, 2021 call at $320. So $320 is the strike price and the expiry date is January 15th, 2021. So as long as Apple hits $320 by January 15th, 2021, you make money. Is that correct? Not necessarily. So this is why it's complicated okay. because what this means is that at that time, at January 15th, 2021, you have the option to buy 100 shares of Apple at $320. That's all that means. And you're paying $35 today for the right to do that by January 15th, 2021. Now, most people don't let options wait until expiry because if you waited, all of that value would be gone because Apple's price today is around $321. So we're gonna talk in like a second episode about the Greeks, which is another way of looking at options price value and there's multiple different ways you can do that but one of them is what they call theta which is the time value of the option so as we get closer to the expiry date the option value is going to lose money unless it continues to move higher we'll talk about that in the second season but okay. to to just give a another synopsis for the put option the only difference between a call and a put option is that the put option gives the buyer the right to sell 100 shares of the underlying at a given strike price by a certain date. And it's not an obligation, but it's an option to do so. Matt, what's the easiest way to make money on options trading? So it's a complicated question because with the high reward comes a lot of high risk, we'll say. But if you're into that high risk kind of thing, one way you could really profit a lot from options is you look for weekly options and that means they expire within the next four or five days so today we're recording this on the 5th of february the option that expires on the 7th of february after close you could buy an out of the money call option which means that the strike price is above the underlying price today does that okay. make sense yes so what that means is that you're betting that the 
underlying's price is going to reach the strike price before the end of day on February 7th, we'll say. And it has to hit it at any point in the day? Does it have to stick to that price or it just has to hit that price? So if the underlying's value increases at any point, you'll see that in your actual brokerage account and you can sell at any point. And if you ask me, because there's so many other factors involved, if the underlying's price hits that price, I would sell immediately. So in this particular scenario, we're talking, let's just use Apple as an example. We have Apple's price at 320. We believe for whatever reason that Apple's price is going to be 330 by February the 7th. We take that option. And as long as it hits 330, we sell. Is that correct? Yeah. And you would stand to make quite a substantial amount of money. Now, the downside is if you bought that option, your total amount of risk is the amount you paid for the option. So say that option that you said, the, the price that you're going to buy it for is $1. That's what it's written on the chain, which means you would pay $100 for it. Uh -huh. The most you can lose is $100 on that bet. But the amount that you stand to gain is probably substantially higher than that. So your risk reward is definitely in your favor. But you need to also consider the odds that Apple is going to go up that much in that short amount of time. Which is pretty low odds. Pretty low, but you know, it does happen sometimes. So yeah. that's kind of the excitement around options is this like leverage you can use to really make a lot of money and also lose potentially your whole investment. But the amount of investment you have to put in is substantially lower to control more shares because each contract is worth 100 shares. So what I wouldn't recommend a one week option. I think that's a much riskier one, but I feel like a three month option is probably a pretty good bet if you have an, a fairly good understanding of the stocks you're buying. You think, yeah, would you agree? A lot, of, a lot of people do that, and that's the issue, right? There's millions of different strategies you could use to really employ them. I definitely, in my own brokerage account, I do things that, yeah, from three months to a year even if I think that it's a, it's a long-term hold. And but, you could sell at any time, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, anytime. There's no requirement to hold it as long as the, the market hours are open, but... Um, definitely be cautious when you're trading around options because, like I said, you can lose the entire investment you put into the option. So once you do start trading regular money, I would say definitely start small. And if you want to do vanilla options trading, which is just buying options in the either puts or calls, do it slow and do it small. And the other thing I would recommend is don't ever sell naked options, which means don't sell an option unless you already own 100 shares of that stock. Because then you'd get rid of all your stock. Yeah. The possibility for unlimited losses is definitely there. But that's something we talk about in a future episode. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. Okay. You know, I think uh, hopefully people don't get lost in the weeds. But definitely what makes it easier is if you actually start doing it. So go open a paper account and start trading with fake money. And you'll start to see how the stock price affects the options price. I'd say options trading is uh, no more or less confusing than crypto which mm. has really seen a uh, resurgence in the last month it's been wild so uh one of our listeners my father-in-law fred shout out to fred hey freddy hey freddy um has been just hounding me about doing another note on cryptocurrency and i decided to take a look because i kept getting uh, notifications on my coinbase app about what's going on with uh, both Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it's been a pretty wild ride. Have you been keeping track, Matt? Not as much as I should be, obviously. Man, so 
in the last month, Bitcoin is up 22%. Mm. And Ethereum is up 44%. Very strange. Yeah, very strange. I can't get a handle on what it's at. And honestly, the price is still pretty low. For the current price for Ethereum is $205.86. I think that's a really good buy. Bitcoin's pretty expensive. It's $9,641. Mm. Um, I would kind of hold off and, and wait for another fall from Bitcoin personally. But um, I'm all in on Ethereum, guys. I really think Ethereum's going to gonna hit a thousand dollars eventually in the next three or four years like if you could options trade cryptocurrency yeah that would be uh ethereum is a big one i think that people are finally kind of starting to understand the use of the platform and uh yeah it's trying to get adopted i think so i think the adoption is is happening faster and faster and maybe not faster but more steadily is the better Mm. better phrase for it so i think as far as that goes I would hold off on Bitcoin. It's a little too pricey right now. But again, you can't just buy fractions of it. But I think it will go down a little bit. But I would buy Ethereum. I think that you're going to want to be along for the ride on that. And in this economy, you can't afford not to. When that thing skyrockets to 1,000, you're up 5x your money. You can go ahead and thank me. You could uh, buy me a Chipotle burrito, I guess. (laughs) So I wonder what's going on that's making this... uh this market go up because i know gold has been up slightly in in the last little while but i wonder if it's just kind of uncertainty with the coronavirus maybe i was thinking the same thing i think anytime there's uncertainty just in general with uh what's going on both globally and with the markets uh cryptocurrency kind of has a tendency to creep up people stop trusting banks and stop trusting regular means of of monetary uh regulation and start going mm-hmm. towards cryptocurrency and so mm-hmm. i think that could have a positive effect i mean between the po- the almost war in iran yeah and uh now the coronavirus i mean that's all been in the last month mm-hmm. and again the gains are there yeah yeah it'll be interesting to watch hopefully well we'll see if uh, if the coronavirus does kind of stall out i wonder if that'll be an opportunity for the uh the market to kind of cool down a bit and maybe you can get in yeah Again, I would recommend that people have at least something in the crypto market. Just do it. Um, I would stick to the main two. I would stick with Bitcoin or Ethereum. And it's easy now. Robinhood does it. Robinhood does it. Coinbase does it. I think Coinbase has a really easy, simple layout. If you do not have Coinbase, again, email us or hit us up on Twitter, and we'll get you guys a code that will give you some fraction of Bitcoin. Yep. If you sign up, so go ahead and let us know and we'll, we'll get you set up. Yeah. And with that, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate all the support. The numbers have gone through the roof. Yeah. But you know what? We're ready to grow. We're ready for that big growth, that 40% Ethereum growth. <laughs> I have an option on our listeners going up to uh, 300 over the next three months and I'm looking to cash in. That's so great. tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, Let us know if there's anything in particular you guys want to hear about. Again, you can email us at intheseconomypod at gmail.com. I just nailed that. Uh, You could hit us up on Twitter, at economypod. Please, please, please subscribe. Give us five stars. We haven't had a review in a while. So if you do do a review, um, let us know. Let us know what it is, and you might get hooked up by me. 
Penny stocks. Penny stocks, baby. That's how we make the real bucks. So, uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. See you later. See you guys.